Welcome to Heart to Heart, an outreach ministry of New Vision for Life Kingdom Builders. Our ministry website is www.newvisionforlife.com, where we align our hearts with the heart of God. Please join our host, Bishop Etta Banks, as we get to the heart of the matter. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. My name is Tabika Garns. I will be your host for this morning. Apostle Banks sends her love. Today starts her class, and she asked me to take over her show for her, and I gladly accept it. And so I just want to say um, good morning and thank you to the callers that have joined. And um, we're going to open up in prayer right now so that we can allow the Lord to have his way on this line today. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, again for waking us up, Lord God. Lord, we don't take for granted the fact that you cared for us overnight and you protected us and you watched over us and you made sure that we were good, Lord God, while we were sleeping. Oh, God, we just thank you right now for everything that you're doing in our lives, God, in our families' lives and our friends' lives. We just want to say thank you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your love and your support, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you promised us, Lord God, because we know that your promises never return unto you void. So we wait, Lord God, on those promises with open arms, Lord God, and we know that in our waiting, we have a responsibility, Lord, to see those promises come to pass, those prophetic promises come to pass, Father, in the name of Jesus. And so, God, we bless you this morning, and we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you for revelation. We thank you, Lord God, for love. We thank you for forgiveness, Lord, in the name of Jesus, oh God. We thank you, Lord, for those that you've placed in our lives, oh God, in whatever way that you've placed them there, God, we say thank you for placing them there in the name of Jesus, God, and we just honor you this morning, and Lord, we allow you to have your way, Lord, because it's because of you that we're even able to do this type of thing, talk, um, have a radio show online, over the computer, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, we know that all things all things happen because you play a part in it, or you give it permission to happen. And so, God, right now we put on our full armor, our helmet of salvation, our breastplate of righteousness, our belt of truth, our shoes shot with the gospel of peace, Lord God, our sword of the spirit, and our shield of faith, God. And we walk, Lord God, through those things that we need to walk through, Lord. We walk through dark places, God. We walk through the trials, the tribulations, the storms, Lord God, that we have to walk through. God, even if we're not walking through it on for us, Lord God, we're walking through it to help somebody else. And so, God, we thank you for choosing us this morning. We thank you, Father God, for putting food on our tables, oh God, and, and money in our bank accounts, Father, and just our health, Lord God. Lord, we thank you for everything that you are doing, Lord God, everything that you are doing. We thank you for in this day, oh God, and we give you praise, and we honor you, and we bless you, Father God. We bless you, Father. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Lord God, we know that we're nothing without you, God. We're nothing without you. And because you created us in your image, Lord God, we know that we have the power, the authority, and the dominion, oh God, to trample over demons, Lord God, to do, Lord God, your work, to be a blessing in the kingdom, oh God. And so we bless your name right now, Lord God, and we continue to give you praise. We continue to honor you. We continue to worship you. We continue to lift you up, Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, this day we give you love, Lord God, and you, Lord God, give us love back, and we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Again, my name is Tabika Garns, and I will be your um, host for this morning. And Apostle Banks sends her love. She is in her class today, and so I um, I will be the one that will carry the show for this morning. And today we are going to talk about sisterhood um, because it's been on my heart to talk about it. it, it what I see today um, on TV, you know, relationships between women, um, it grieves me because um, it's not the way that God meant it to be. And so we know that a lot of times I, I believe that these um, these reality TV shows, I believe that these reality TV shows um, play a part in 
what's going on and why we're not getting along and why we're against one another and why we're competing and comparing and and being jealous of of one another. Um, When these reality TV shows popped up, we got to see basically the daily life of somebody. And I remember when those shows first started coming on, I kind of – I, I didn't like it. I, I, I didn't like it. I, I wanted to know what happened to um, the sitcoms and, and, and the shows like the Cosby Show and, and, and all those different shows that we know that they were pre-recorded, but it wasn't like a real-life show where we're actually seeing somebody's hurts every day, um, somebody's faults every day. Um, we may ha- we may had. Had, may have had an image of our favorite actor or actress, but then when uh, TV became reality, when it became reality TV, then we got to see a whole different side of that person, and it may have turned us off because at first all we could see was the acting part. But with reality TV, we know that it's still some acting, but it's truth there as well as to a part. Per, uh, pay, um, sorry, a person's character and personality, and so um, this morning I just I feel in my spirit and my heart that it's that we need to talk about sisterhood and what sisterhood is and what it's supposed to look like and um, how we were designed to be as women, and so just to give a definition of sisterhood, um, it's the relationship between sisters. An association, society, or community of women linked by a common interest, religion, or trade. Or it's the feeling of kinship with and closeness to a group of women or all women. So sisterhood plays a very important role in the lives of women. Sisterhood doesn't just include your siblings. It also includes those that you share a part of your life with. And so the ones that impact your life in a positive way, they are available to wipe your tears, to give hugs, to give advice, to love you, to take care of you, to be an auntie to your kids. Um, They're there to pray. You pray for one another, and and it's so much more. And women were created to love. We were created to encourage and take care of people. Uh, A lot of times men say that we are emotional, and we can be emotional. We do um, react off of our emotions um, first, the majority of, of the time, but that 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 is who we are. We are emotional, and, and and love is an emotion. And when we love, when we love someone, we love hard. And so when we when we're hurt by that person, it takes a lot for us to get over it because we receive that person. We receive that person as as somebody that we can trust, that we can believe in, that we can share our heart with, somebody that we let our guard down with. And so when that is violated, it's hard for us to move on, and so we react emotionally. Sometimes we we, we react without the facts. Um, we, we react on what we see or something that we've heard. And so um, we we are to accept one another the way we are with all of our faults and our shortcomings. We are protectors. We were created from the rib of a man, and the ribs protect vital organs in our chest. Therefore, we are protectors. It's in our nature. That's what we do. Um, and we know that a lot of times the things that we see come from the, the negative sides of people that we see. It comes from something that may have happened in their childhood that was never dealt with. And so it's there and it still lingers and 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 it's and it's hard to develop relationships with people that I guess aren't our family um because we're afraid to let them in. And if anything goes on in that friendship that reminds us of our past, we're quick to think that that person is the same way um, of the person that hurt us. And so um, some of the reasons why sisterhood is important, it is, it is important for support. Um, they're best secret keepers. You always have a friend 
um, for inspiration, for accountability, um, your friends for life, for comfort, best advice givers, you mentor others, and you push each other. There are also that memory, there are memories that are being shared, there's trust, and there's compassion. And so um, we, if you're, if you're in, a, in a marketplace, in a workplace, um, we know that I know where I work, there are more women than there are men. And so in the workplace, there is constant bickering, um, there's constant gossip, there's constant backbiting, um, you know, people just not getting along for whatever reason. And, and when, when you kind of sit and you look at the reasons why they're not getting along, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense as to the reason why they're they're arguing. It doesn't make sense as to the reason why they just don't like each other. There's there's no particular reason why that is occurring. We know that the the enemy is a big player in that. He 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 doesn't want to see relationships grow. He does not want to see people get along. And so if he can conjure up the little the littlest things that that look real or someone may have said something and we didn't totally understand or hear what the person said, we automatically get defensive, we're automatically offended, and we never go back to the person and ask them exactly what was it that they said. A lot of times we hear things wrong. When when things come out of people's mouths and it, it hits the atmosphere, you know, a lot of times the enemy is waiting to to change what was said and make it offensive. And if we don't have the patience or the heart um, for someone and we already had an, a negative encounter with that person, what that does is just it makes it negative all the time. So somebody could have said something under their breath, wasn't even about you, wasn't directed toward you, but you kind of heard the end of it and you assume that it was about you, and so you automatically um, were mad about it. Um, the littlest things, the person looks at you, and you don't like the way the person looks at you, and that's a problem. Um, the person didn't do something that you exactly wanted them to do, and so now that's a problem. We have to learn how to do introspection and ask God, why is are these things bothering us? Why are these Why are these things bothering us? Um, because they it, it takes a lot of time, and I see this in in my in my workplace. And you know, I'm not a manager or anything like that, but I see the many a times where the same people go into the office. I see where the supervisor deals with the same thing over and over and over again, and it seems to be with the same people. And it's the woman against woman. All the time it's the woman against woman, the woman. And in the workplace, I see where the man is normally, um, he's normally not even in the, in the midst of it. You know, some men don't understand um, the things that us women go through when it comes to um, opposition and, and, and the things that we talk about. Men don't, men don't get it. To them, it doesn't make sense to them. To them, they, they, they'll, they'll take care of it or they don't give it so much attention. They don't give problems and situations a whole bunch of attention like us, like we do. Like, like, like we have issues with people and we'll keep talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. And, you know, I've, it, this has even happened with my husband. I've had issues with uh, someone and, I'll keep talking about it and talking about it, and my husband will say, you know, that every time you talk about it, you keep bringing it to life. You deal deal with it and let it go. Move on. And I'm and I look at him like you just make it seem like it's that easy. When it is it, it, it to us, it's not that easy. It's 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 it to us, it's not that easy, but it should be because we should learn to accept people the way that they are and love them through their mess because again there there is 
there is things that they're dealing with from their childhood that they never let go, that they never forgave, they didn't learn how to love, they didn't receive love, and so they don't know how to give it. And so when we encounter those particular people, instead of being um, offended about by, by something they said or um, rubbed the wrong way because of something they said, sometimes we have to go go beyond that and try to get to know them and then help them move through what it is that they're going through. And if you're interested in, in commenting or anything, please press one on your keypad, and um, I will uh, I will open up the line for you. Again, this is Heart to Heart, where we get to the heart of the matter. My name is Tabika Garns, and I am your host for this morning. And um, if you desire to call in, if you're listening online and you desire to call in, the number is 949-272-9483. Again, that's 949-272-9483. And this morning we're talking about um, sisterhood, the importance of sisterhood. And so um, let's look at a couple scriptures. Um, the song, song of Solomon, chapter 8, verses 6 through 7 says, Set me as a seal upon your heart, as a seal upon your arm, for love is strong as death. Jealousy is fierce as the grave. Its flashes are flashes of fire. They, the very flame of the Lord. Many waters cannot quench love, neither can floods drown. If a man offered for love all the wealth of his house, he would be utterly despised. Ephesians 4, 2, and 3, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. And Colossians three fourteen. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And so we see even the Bible tells us um, about love. We are to have positive relationships with other with other women, with people, period. But but women have a bond um like like no other because we we go through so many of the similar similar things and and most of the time we are open to talk um we're open to share we're open to help you know one another to encourage to motivate one another even to hold one another accountable and when we talk about accountability and and you offend, you're my friend, and I and you and I call you you're you're real close to my heart. You basically know everything about me. You know how I'm a react. You know what I don't like. You know my favorite food, my favorite movie, my favorite color. Um, basically, you know everything about me. Um, and you know that there's a certain a, a certain part of me that still needs to be worked on. And I, I, we're together, and I say something to someone, and it offended that person. But instead of me apologizing, I did nothing. And I know that I offended the person, but it felt good to my flesh, so I'm not going to apologize. You as my friend should pull me up on that. You should not agree with it when you know it's wrong. You should not agree with it. You should hold me accountable for what I said. And a lot of times what we do in, in, in today, the world does, what they do is they agree with what is wrong. And it, it's time where we can't continue to sit back and allow people to hurt people in our presence. It, it just it, it just simply cannot happen. People are dealing with enough stuff that they don't need the hurt of others. They're dealing with stuff in their family, you know, things going on in their family. They may not be having a good um, a marriage. They may be going through some things. They may be going through some things with their children. We, we, we don't know what people come to work with. We don't know what people are walking around with. And so when we allow people to hurt people in our presence, we're just as, as wrong. God is looking at, at us as well because we should say something. We should speak up. We should never allow 
someone to hurt someone else in our presence, especially when it's that intentional hurt where you know you hurt somebody and then you're arrogant about it. Uh, and you know, I I I don't I don't like those type of things. I I, I hate to to hear conversations. And I just heard one yesterday, um, where a young lady was talking about um, she was on her cell phone talking to someone, and she was saying how she was going to go to somebody's job and she was going to create create all this havoc until that that female loses her job because she shouldn't have said this, that, and the other, and it's of course it's none of my business. I don't know this person. I don't know the story. I don't know the situation, but but I guess it grieves me because here we have a, a woman, and she's going to go and mess up the livelihood of somebody else because she doesn't like what that person said. God God did not create us women to be against each other. He created us to love one another. He created us to um help one another. He created us to be um to be basically support for one another when we're going through. And so, you know, there there are some women that don't have that type of relationship with a with another woman because they just don't trust women. I've I've heard uh women say they don't like females. And 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 that that confuses me because you're a female and you're saying you don't like females, which means that says to me that you don't like yourself because you are a female. And so, um, it, it it's time it's it's time where um, we have to stand up and not accept be so acceptable of so many things of so many things that people say and just be a support system for others who need it. Um, I, I believe I have somebody that wants to speak. Your last four digits is 9021. Good morning. Your last four digits is 9021. Is it something that you wanted to say? Hello? Okay. I'm going to put you back on mute. Okay. All right. And so again, if there's anyone that wants to share or comment, um please just press um one on your your keypad on your phone and I'll open the line for you to speak. Um again, we're talking about sisterhood this morning, um the importance of sisterhood. And I just shared a few things um of some of the reasons why sisterhood is important. I'm going to repeat that. Um it's important for support. Um we're best Secret keepers, you always have a friend um, for inspiration, accountability, friends for life, comfort, best advice givers. Um, you mentor others and you push each other. Also, there's trust. Um, there should be trust, compassion, and memories. Um, so, I, I I believe that that God has called me to um, be a facilitator in help helping deliver people from their past. And I believe that's a big reason why that is part that is the title of my book, Release from My Past and Birthed into My Destiny, because I believe that um God instructed me or directed me to write that book so that I could help others be delivered um from their past. Because we know when we still live in the past it hinders growth, it hinders maturity um, it hinders relationships, and God does not desire to see us stay in that place. And so, I believe that He's raising up people in in this in this season um, to help those to help those be set free from their past. And and I believe that I am one of those people um, because I desire to see people be set free. I, I desire to see people be able to be comfortable in the skin that they're in and be comfortable knowing that, you know, they're not perfect and knowing that they made mistakes and, and knowing that they are loved despite the things that they may have said or done to someone else. And so the joy of seeing chains being broken and bondage being broken and 
people walking away from the things that have kept them captive for so long, times where people won't talk because they're afraid of being teased or ridiculed or talked about, so they they won't talk. Um, that was one of the issues I had way back in in, in elementary school. I was I was teased because I was I was dark skinned. You know, I was called all kinds of names, and then I, my lips were big. So I was I was teased about that, and so what that did it made me um, be quiet because I felt as if I've and I've said this before. I felt as if I was not seen. No, if I felt as if I was quiet, no one could see me. And so if no one could see me, then no one could talk about me. And so I carried that for so long. I carried that for so long. I never I never told my parents that I was being teased. Um, I was always compared to my sister because she was lighter than me. And, and I guess then being lighter meant you were pretty because you, you were light-skinned. Uh, or brown, light brown skin, other than being dark, if anything other than being dark was pretty. And and that's how people used to make me feel. Um, and then it was time, it was a point, a point where I lived in my sister's shadow, and I'm the oldest sister, and I lived in her shadow. I always felt compared to her. Um, I always felt less than her. And so if I was dealing with this, Imagine how many of our young people are are dealing with these things and they're not sharing. They just walk away, walk around every day and they're depressed, or they're 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 very insecure about themselves. And so, another thing that happened to me in middle school, um, the 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 guys used to touch my my backside. They used to to touch my backside, and I did I. Never told. I, I never told an adult. I never told. I never told anyone. I just allowed it to happen because, in my mind, if they weren't teasing me about being being dark, this this thing that they were doing to, in my mind, was better than being teased. And so I I, I allowed it to go on. And you know, they thought it was funny, but it really wasn't funny. But as long as I wasn't being teased, then I dealt with it. And so that's why with us women that know how to love, that, that, that have been delivered from our past, it's up to us to reach back and grab the hands of, of those that are going through. Um, I look at the pain and anguish on so many of our young sisters' faces and I know that they're dealing with so much stuff that we did not have to deal with. And it's acceptable now to be anything. Um, as long as as long as they fit in, they're fine with that. They may not even like the group that they that they chose to fit in with. But as long as they're fitting in, as long as they're fit, feel, feeling like someone loves them, they're fine with that. And so we know that the enemy will lie and, and, and lie and lie and lie, and a lot of them are believing the lies of the enemy because they don't know what the truth is because nobody took the time to to tell them that they're beautiful, that that, that they love them. No one took the time to hug them. A lot of times the the households that our young people are in, what they're seeing is domestic violence, what they're seeing is drug use, um, what they're seeing is 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 mothers with many different boyfriends, um, what they're experience experiencing is molestation and rape. Um, you know, they're dealing with a lot of things, and I'm sure a lot of them want to cry out. And so my heart, my heart uh, is for is for the young people. Um, it's just it's just so many ideas that that you know that I have that that I want to do to to reach out to them to to let them know that they're not forgotten, to let them know that they're not forgotten. Um, I I see the ones that have children. And they're frustrated, and they curse at their children. 
it's it's like a a cycle that keeps going on and on and on and on. And if you know the church doesn't help them, they will continue to live like that or think that that this is the way that it's supposed to be because their mother was like that, their grandmother was like that, their aunt, the aunt was like that, the sister. It, it, some of them feel like you know there's no way out. It's, and, and, it's, and it's not the truth You know they're blinded by the enemy They're blinded They can't see the truth They don't know what the truth is And so you know when we encounter them On, on the street And they're they're nasty And they have you know Attitudes for no reason And they're just loud And obnoxious A lot of, a lot of the things that they do Are defense mechanisms it's a defense mechanism so nobody tries to get close to them because they don't, in, in their mind, they don't want the love because they're scared of it. They've, they've never experienced what true love is. And so their definition of love is domestic violence or somebody touching them or somebody yelling at them or somebody treating them wrong. And so when we walk into their life and we show them love, and we hug them, and we do things for them, and we help them, and we encourage them, and we minister to them, a lot of them try to run from that because they can't believe that it's real. They can't believe that it's real. And so going back to the TV shows, that the reality shows that are on TV today, what we see is um, just – Angry women, and you know we're portrayed as being angry women, and we're not all angry. Uh, what we see is us fighting, us throwing things at one another. This is what we see on TV. Um, uh, you know, us competing and trying to look better than one another. Um, who has the biggest house? Who has the the baddest car, um, whose husband or boyfriend makes the most money, um, whose makeup looks better than somebody else's, whose hair is longer, whose nails look better, who has on red bottoms or um all those other expensive shoes. This this is this is what we see on T V today. This is what consumes us women today. And I'm and I'm I'm just generally saying us, but we know who it who it, it pertains to. This is what we see on TV. This is what many women's lives is about. Um, uh, whose implants look better or is bigger? Um, who has the the biggest curves or the or the uh, biggest backside? You know, these these are the things that women are consuming themselves with vanity um you know trying to to stealing with i mean trying to be with other people's husbands and 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 boyfriend you know this this is not what god created us for this is not what god created us for and so right now they are right where the enemy wants them to be distracted and thinking about themselves, distracted and being selfish. That is exactly where the enemy wants them to be. And so I'm I'm going to be praying and asking God for a plan, um, a strategic plan on how to reach and break through all of this stuff to get to the heart of the woman. How, Lord, how do we break through this stuff to get to the heart of the woman so that she may see and understand and trust who you are through us that know you? And I know that we still go through our things. I know we do. Sometimes I still go through my little things. But I'm I'm determined that I don't want what I'm going through to hinder somebody else from knowing who Christ is. 
And so if that means that I got to put my stuff to the side for a minute to reach out to help somebody else come to Christ and to know the true love of God, then I'm I'm willing to do that. I, I am willing to do that. And so it's it's vitally important and and as we can see as we can see women are now dying just like the men are just and it's young women just like the young men um the the young lady that was found in the freezer you know um the two young ladies that um the two young ladies that were running here in Baltimore they were running from something the police said they were running from something, and they ran out into traffic, and they got hit by a car, and both of them died. The police don't know what they were running from. They think it may have been some gunshots or something they may have been running from. But but even our young women are dying, and they're dying, and they have kids, and they're leaving, they're leaving their kids. It's time for us, the body of Christ, to stand up, and to fight for our young people. And and even though I'm talking about sisterhood today, um, you know, just our young people in general, uh, our young people are, are lost. They they are lost. And um and it, it it just grieves me. You know, I have a nineteen year old and even in some of the things that he does I shake my head. And and sometimes I just I don't get it, but I still have to learn to love him unconditionally. I have to love him unconditionally because when I was his age, I did what I wanted. I did dumb stuff, and God still loved me, and my parents still loved me too. Even when I graduated from high school and I thought I was grown, and I. When I graduated from high school, I was like, oh, yeah, I can do what I want to do now. And and then it was like reality set in when I was pregnant at 21, you know, and and, and had it, well, well, had a child at 21. You know, 21 is the age where you really, per se, uh, are grown because they say you're off the clock. You're 21 now, you're off the clock. And I had to take care of a child. Um. And I don't regret any of it. I don't regret any of it. And that's why I want young women to see that even if they had a child at an early age, you know, it doesn't stop them from being who God created them to be. It doesn't unless they allow it to. Um, they can. They still have destiny that they that they need to walk in, that they need to embrace and that they are loved, and they matter. We all matter. We all matter. We all have some type of something that we've done that we're not proud of, and and for the most part, if we could fix it, we would. But that was a part of our learning experience. It was a part of something that now we, we can share with another young lady that may be going through something similar or the same thing, that you've gone through, that that I've gone through. It, it's all about reaching and teaching. It's all about touching lives of others. Um, it, it, it's it's when I when I see these young people, I think to myself that could be my child. That that could be my child. That that knock that came in the middle of the night and it was the police telling that mother that their child was killed. It could have been my child. And so that's how we have to learn to reach out to people because it could have it could be our child. It could be. And so when we when we turn our backs on them, when we you know, don't want to be bothered with them, when we don't want to be bothered with them, we have to remember, wait. I don't know what they are going through. I don't know what they've been through. I don't know what they're still holding on to. And so our hearts have to change. Our hearts have to become um, softer towards them. In order for them to trust us, we can't judge them 
and you know they like that word, you can't judge me, but then we have to teach them the real meaning of what that means. Um, but we can't look down our nose at them or or berate them or make them feel less than. We have to love them with open arms. We have to show them the love of Christ because they need it and they desire it. They do desire it. They just don't know what it looks like. Um, so we have to learn how to have patience. And those that work with, with children um, on a daily basis, I'm sure there's, there are stories that that you could share. I'm sure there are stories that you can share because a lot of them come to school because that's the only place where there's peace. That's, that's the only place, you know, where they're not being um, – uh, ridiculed or talked about or beat on that that's the only place where they experience peace and then if it's a teacher there that they can talk to that's the only time they get to talk is when they come to school and so i have I have someone that wants to share one second your last four digits are three one four nine good morning God bless you and good morning good morning. Praise God. I, I, I heard you. I was actually listening online, and I I was compelled to call dialing, and I'm so glad I could just click on a link and dial the phone. Um, praise God. The message that is taught this morning is a timely message, and I'm, I'm grateful to God for allowing me to hear it. Um, and it gives me great purpose. Um, because I do work with God's children daily, on a daily basis. And so it encourages me, especially because yesterday I was discouraged just a little bit when I was just minding my business. <laughs> Sometimes that's how it is, amen? Right. We're just minding our business, and then we're guilty as charged, and that's exactly what I told them. Yes, I'm just a group of of, of, of teenagers, preteens, ten teens, and I'm just minding my business. And one of my preteens, he hits the fire alarm, and bam, I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm in trouble because he's in my care. <laughs> so he hits the fire alarm, and not only that, but um, something else. But it's just kind of funny in that regard. I mean, that's why the message of forgiveness is so important. It's so important. We just never know when we're going to need forgiveness for us or for somebody that's connected to us. Um, Like I said, I'm minding my business. I'm doing the right thing. Here we are. We're about, you know, about our daily business and he hits the fire alarm and now all of us are in trouble. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, even um our associations, you know, we never know that somebody that we're connected to, whatever, can get us in trouble just and we're guilty because of an association with them. Now that's a message in and of itself. I'm just saying the thing, the message of forgiveness, you know, and I, I thank God that when we give forgiveness to others, then we can receive it, and it's a it's a flow. But when we withhold forgiveness, then we can't get it when we need it, and we never know when we might need it, and we're so at the mercy of God. So, you right. know, I wasn't offended or anything when the situation occurred, and even I, I just said, Look, I just raised my hand up. I surrender. I'm guilty as charged. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm guilty as charged because, like I said, he was in my care. And <laughs> so I just thank God. I just thank God for just allowing us to know, you know, that's a valuable, important lesson is to always be ready to, 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 to readily to give forgiveness so that we can receive it at a moment, you know, just instantly. We can just be able to receive God's mercy, you know, in situations in our lives. And then the second thing I want to say, now that girl that you're talking about, I see her every day. You know, that one that's quiet um, and the one, 
you know, you were saying something before I, I you know, before you brought me in, and, and mm-hmm. you were saying that, yes, at school, sometimes that is a safe haven, and I thank God for it being a safe haven, but in many instances, it's hell for many of us. Many of those that go there when they are bullies, when there are people picking on them, you know, um, when they have to contend and they have to fight because somebody's just saying, you know, uh, I guess it's like like you're on my turf or whatever, and they're just trying to see who's the toughest one, whatever. And they and, and they're they're just there to get an education, but somebody wants to test them and see who's the toughest. Yeah, there's always competition, but as an adult, I just thank God that when I see it, stand up and I advocate and and not allow it. So. I just thank God for it in this message of just encouraging those that work with, you know, young people not to allow certain things, injustices to go on in their lives and to, to stand up, you know. And one more thing I want to say here, one more thing, because it occurred. Um, so somebody said something, and I jumped in and I said something, and so somebody said um yeah, you always in somebody else's business. <laughs> we better get involved. We better get involved and always be in somebody else's business. Wow. That's what God calls us to do, to make a difference for his glory. And people are not going to like it. The young people are not going to like it. But they're going to remember that somebody stood out and said something so that they can know a difference. And to God be the glory. And one more thing, they won't know unless we teach them. How are they going to know to do better unless somebody opens right. their mouth and shows them a better way? God be the glory. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, and another thing about that, when she said about bullying, um, you know, back in my day it was teased, and today it's bullying. And so one thing I would tell my son is to not tease people. Don't don't tease people now. I wasn't in school with him every day, so I don't know if it if it happened or not. But that wasn't one of the things that I would get uh, that the school would call me about. But I made sure that um, I made sure that I, I would say to him, "Don't bully people," um, because I know how it feels. Um, I know how it feels, and so I didn't want my own child to to be. To, to be one of those people that participated in that. I just didn't want that for him. I didn't want anybody else to experience. I don't want anybody else to experience what I experienced because somebody may say, oh, well, that's just what children do. And and we can't say that anymore because it, it, it's now gone beyond what children do. You know, the, the, the receiver of the bullying is now killing themselves. Um they're they're seeking revenge in ways that they're not they're not supposed to, and so we can no no longer say that's just children being children. No, when we see that happening, we have to speak up. We have to say something. We cannot allow it to continue, because it's gone past um, what it used to be. All in fun, it, it's gone past that. It's it's, de- it's designed to be hurtful now. And so we can't just sit around and allow it to happen um, when we know that it's going on because the the results of, of what is happening from these children being teased and bullied these days is, is, is not something that um, we want to stand by and be a part of. And so, again, you know, even even in these days and times when you hear them outside and, and, and you see the groups of, of, of young people in their conversations and just the – the conversation is just laced with cursing, and at one point they used to say, oh, I'm sorry, you know, when they would see an adult and they would curse, they would apologize. They don't even do that anymore. And and if you, you know, you say something, hey, you, you might just set yourself up to get beat down because that's how hardcore um, these children are now. And so we still have to use wisdom when we're dealing with them. We still have to use wisdom because a lot of them don't have anything to lose, and so life means nothing to them, and it 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 takes nothing to take you out of here. It takes nothing to punch you in the face. You know, we hear 
on the news where even older people are being um, old, older people, people older than um, 70 years old are being um, victimized. At one point, they were off limits. Nobody would, would mess with an older person. Now they're targets. And so we, our prayer has, has to be different. Like We have to pray strategically um, because uh, the world is growing darker and darker. And although it's growing darker and darker, we know that our God is greater. We know that he's on the throne. We know that, that he's working things out. And we know that what we see is what we see. But in the spiritual realm, there are there, there, there are things going on. We We know that he hasn't stopped working and he never will. And, but that's why he put us on the earth. He put us on the earth to do his work. He put us on the earth to do do his work, and we can't we can't live in fear of people and things um, because he didn't give us a spirit of a spirit of fear. He he didn't give us that. And so if God has has called you to be one of those people um, to work with young people. Um, and I'm speaking to myself, you know, we can't have that fear of what if. What if they, what if I say something and they punch me in the face? Or, you know, what if I say something and they don't like what I say and they just curse me out, you know? Um, we just, we have to trust God in the process. We have to listen for his voice because he will tell us exactly what to say and what not to say, how how to um, deal with them in a way that their hearts would, you know, basically turn towards him and turn towards loving people. Um, but we can't do this alone. We cannot do it without hearing God's voice. We cannot do it without his direction because, uh, again, God is the only one that knows the true hearts of these people. And unless he allows us in, um, unless he allows us in, unless he allows us to basically um see for ourselves what these young people are exactly dealing with and how to effectively help them through it. We can't just jump out there and 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 try to be their, their friends because, again, there's still some level of respect that they have to show us because we're, we're the authority figure. And so we can't just be best friends with them. Um, we have to show – we have to show them that – that we're here to love, we're here to encourage, we're here to to give direction, we're here to help. But at the same time, you're going to respect, you're going to respect us. Um, and so I, I do, I do, I'm not, I don't feel um, defeated at all when it comes to our young people. And I know, again, I know that not all will be saved, Um I know that it, it, it's, you know, God doesn't want any of us to perish. But if we have, um, the word says that people perish for the lack of knowledge. If we have what they need and we aren't um, giving them what they need, we are participating in them perishing because we have that knowledge to give them and we're not sharing. And so um, whatever way Whatever way that God has called you, whatever your gift is, you know, whatever you're anointed to do, do. Um, and, and encourage. It, it doesn't. It doesn't hurt to and open your mouth and encourage someone because whether they look like they need it or not, they need it. And again, and I and and to to tell you how the faces. You know, you may look at somebody and be like, oh, he. You know, she looked mean. I'm not going to say anything. Um, there was a period of time where that is what I looked like. I looked mean because I didn't want anybody to talk to me. I didn't want anybody to say anything to me, so I would put the mean face on. But deep down inside, my heart was hurting, and I really wanted somebody to say something to me. But the defense mechanism, it was easier for me to put up the wall. Um, it was easier for me to do that than to let somebody in. But I'm 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 thankful and grateful, you know, that I met the woman of God, Apostle Banks, because the God in her helped break some break the stuff, a lot of stuff in me. You know, the stuff that when I met her that I was still carrying. The the God in her helped to break that. Um and so that's why God makes divine connections. He makes 
divine connections. And sometimes we look back and we try to figure out, well, how did I meet this person? And then you'll start to see how things came together. And you're like, that was no one but God. That was no one but God. And in my situation, you know, the things that I've been through with my son and the the disrespect and everything that, you know, he put me through, it was because he was hurting. And it wasn't until I took the time to sit down and figure out exactly why he was acting the way that he, you know, he used to act. You know, when he finally told me, and it was it was a oh my gosh type of thing, I did that. I did that to my own child. I I I I did that. And a lot of times it's from from lack of attention, from spending time and putting other things and other people before them. That hurts. That hurts our children. That hurts. That hurts when we see when they see us doing things for other people and we won't take the time and spend time with them. That hurts and they carry that. And even, you know, from childhood when he was very small, little things that he saw, you know, that I did, he remembered it. And so he carried all of that. And so all his anger was directed towards me. And and here I am thinking that I didn't do anything to him, and I'm trying to figure out why he's so angry, you know, why he doesn't really get along with women, why he's so disrespectful towards towards women. It's because I played a part in it. And hear me. I've been set free from that. I've asked for forgiveness from God. I asked him for his forgiveness. I've forgiven myself. I'm free from that. I no longer live in the guilt of what I didn't do or what I did do. I've been freed from that. And our relationship is 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 so much better. Even the relationship between um, my husband and, and my son. You know, my husband is not my son's natural father. My son's natural father passed away when he was 11, I believe. Um, and so that was that was turmoil in itself. But I I just I just give God glory. I give God glory because I see how everything came together. I see how God was working in 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 the midst of everything. And so it it pays to take the time to talk to a young person. It it really does. And and the way that my son used to act, the you know, he's he's different. All I can say is he's different and I give all I give all glory, all praise to God. I give it to God. I give it to God. He still has things that he needs to work on, but I'm talking about that that um rage and that anger that he used to have. I don't we don't see that anymore. And I and I see where he's purposely making um decisions to make himself better. And I just give God all the glory and honor for that. And so if it takes talking to a young person to break them from the past, to break them from anger and rage, to break them from, you know, not loving themselves and not having any confidence and being insecure, if we could be, if we could play a part, a positive role in a young person's life, even if it's just one, because you know what that one will do? Tell another one, and that person will tell another one, and that person will tell another one. So don't always look at how many young people you're touching, because one person, you touching one, could touch a hundred just from you touching that that one, just from you making a difference in their life because they'll see that you are different. They'll, they'll know that you are different. And so I just thank God for this opportunity this morning. Um, it's, it's coming, you know, to the end of, of the um, the call this morning. And so I just want to thank God for this opportunity, and I hope that it touched you all and helped you all in some way. Um, so if you have any young kids that you're connected to and you're you're reaching out to God be the glory, if you're not reaching out, you still have time um, out. And so um, I just thank everyone for joining for joining um, in on this call today. I thank you for listening. I thank you for sharing. And um, I just pray that, that God, you give God that opportunity to use you in a way that will touch someone else's life. 
Amen. Amen. Everybody have a good day. Enjoy the rest of your day. And um, be a blessing on purpose. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Heart to Heart with Bishop Etta Banks. Heart to Heart is an outreach ministry of New Vision for Life Kingdom Builders. Please visit our ministry website at www.newvisionforlife.com. As always, beloved, I pray that God will bless you and bless you mightily. And as he does, you will turn around and bless someone else. And then that person will turn around and bless someone. Then that person will turn around and bless God Almighty for the blessings that he bestowed upon them. And then God in his awesome and infinite wisdom will turn around and bless you one more time because you knew what to do with the blessings he bestowed upon you. I thank God for the completion of the circle of blessings. I beseech you, therefore, in the name of Jesus, that you go forth today and be a blessing to someone. And when you do, do so on purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.